BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Hello. Hey, who's this? Um, my name is Sierra. I'm from Maine. Sierra from Maine. What's going on? Not much. I'm chilling here watching you on Xbox. That's cool. Um... Well, Sierra from Maine, what do you want to talk about today? Um, as you saw, um, my mom's kind of known as the family whore. You're just going to say that and then stop talking? <laughs> I don't know. I've never. Um, so, yeah, I guess uh, you could say my mom's the family whore, and I say that in the most polite way possible. If that is possible. Um, she has slept with numerous members of my family. <laughs> I have half brothers and half cousins due to this. Like she's inbred, like she's slept, like she's committed incest. No, it's not incest at all, actually. It, um, she slept with my dad's uncle. Okay. It's your dad's uncle. So she's uh so she, oh so she she slept yeah, she slept with your dad's uncle. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. pretty crazy. What's your relationship <laughs> with her like? Um it's been on and off a lot. Uh right okay. now we're on uh she is an addict. She's two completely different people when she is Uh, in use or not in use. Mm-hmm. And how old are you, mm-hmm. Sierra, from Maine? Uh, I am 22. Okay. And now uh, uh, you, 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 and your mom are on now. What makes you guys on? What, what was it? The transition to the off to the on? Uh, she drunk called me after not talking to her for six months. Actually, she drunk called my fiance. <laughs> um saying that uh, she needs my support to help her get back to sobriety and that she has breast cancer, but she lied about the breast cancer. But I think she did that because she knew that I wasn't going to talk to her unless it was an urgent thing. And it says here that she tried to sleep with your fiancé? Yes, that is originally why I stopped talking to her before she called me or called my fiancé and tried to say she had breast cancer. Okay. And so what is it that made you decide you wanted to let her back into your life? Um, I mean, like I said, they've always been kind of in and out of sobriety. And I think one of the biggest life lessons I've learned overall, being as young as I am, is to take the good when you can. And I got to say, when my parents are sober, they are amazing people. And I really enjoy their company mm-hmm. when they're cool. And how often are they cool these days? I'd say it's on um, a two-year loop, maybe a one-to-two-year loop. One-to-two-year loop, meaning uh, what is the, a, a loop is bad. What does that mean? Like uh, every um, other it's year? It's kind of like, yeah, I'd say like every other year they're sober, and then every other year they're not sober, or maybe every two years they're not sober, and then maybe for one year or half a year they're sober. Are they sober now? Uh, no. <laughs> um, they okay, were for a little bit, and then I think they thought they were hiding it from me, but they're not very sneaky people, and um, uh-huh. 
I know that they're drinking and they've been a little more transparent with me lately. And I think they've kind of caught on to the fact that all I want from them is transparency so that if they are going to use, I just want them to be healthy and responsible people about it. Mm -hmm. And um, are you, are, are they still together even after all the uncle fucking Surprisingly, yes. My dad is the biggest simp in the world. <laughs> I'm so excited to title this episode, My Mom's a Whore and My Dad is a Simp. <laughs> it's, the, it's the most catchy title in the world. Um, no, I'm probably not going to do that. Uh, why is your dad a simp? Tell me more. Um, well... My dad, he's just so incredibly in love with her. She is kind of out of league looks-wise, maybe not mentally, but um, he's just a short, bald ginger dude with a lot of with a lot of baggage, and she's pretty. So, well, that's cool that she's pretty. Um... Who's who is that? Is it your fiance who's, who's ragging on your dad? Is what? Is that your fiance in the background? I, I it sounds like you are not alone. Oh yes, yes, this is my fiance. Okay, let me talk to him. Okay. What up, Gag? Hey, man. So your girlfriend's mom tried to have sex with you? Yeah, I mean, she was drunk, and, like, uh, her, my girlfriend's, like, godfather told me, like, don't feel special, because, like, everybody been there. What did she say to you, exactly? Oh, she she called up, I guess they were at, like, a bar, and they were shit-faced, and they were, like, being, like, belligerent, right? And then... And then, so, like, her sister was calling us, going, they're at a bar, they don't know what the fuck they are. And then she called, and and, and I, my fiancé was, was being a little hysterical. So I was like, let me take the phone off. I'm more calm, I can handle it, right? So I took the phone, I'm like, yo, like, no, I'm not going to name names. I'm like, yo, like, what's up, how you doing? And she goes, she goes, I'm doing a lot better now I'm talking to you. I was like, what are you, whoa, 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 what do you mean? I mean, she was talking about having me, like, pick her up, and, and it was very, like, uh, it was a vibe there for sure. And it was, like, on speakerphone. And then, so I drunk drove, not good, but... So I see you, sorry, finish your story. No, you're good, you're good, you're good, bro. No, so, like, I'm, like, shit house, and I'm, like, she's, like, you have to go pick up my sister. I don't like being in that environment, so I'm, like, all right. So I went, it's, like, a 45-minute drive. I went, picked her up, and I get there, and she's trying to talk to me. And then she, like, she's, like, you know, like, I'm <laughs> Wait, cool, hold right? on. Wait, like, wait, wait, wait. Your fiancé is, like, hey, uh, my sister's not safe. Can you drunk drive 45 minutes to pick her up and then drunk drive with her 45 minutes back? She was drunk, too, but yeah. Like, exactly. And that's, that was my point. <laughs> But I was like, I don't know if I don't know if I would call driver. that a significantly safer situation, but continue. I'm a pretty good drunk driver, all right? Get like Yeah, okay. Like, I, I get it, but I'm good at it. Anyway, so I, <laughs> I don't like that, but she keep gave going. me like she gave me like the longest like crotch in like hug that I've ever had in my life with like the wettest smooch on the cheek. And I don't, it was just, it was, and it was in front of like her sister too. So this is all like well documented, you know, like, like nothing in private. So I was like, fuck. Okay. Um, so uh, what did you do after that? Did you drive your, the sister back home? Yeah. And her dad and the dad is just watching his wife, like, kind of touch I, up all over you. So, thank God, he was asleep. I guess he was so drunk that he passed out on my drive, o on my long-ass drive over. Because I was, I was talking to her on the phone, and I was like, yo, am I going to have to fight your dad right now? Which I'm kind of down for. But I was like, I really don't know if I want to get into that right now. And, and she was like, you might, you might have to. And I'm like, 
I kind of went in ready, but then I just got like hit on by like an old lady. So I was like, it's better than the alternative, I guess. All right. So, uh, what's your relationship like with them now? I'm cool with them. Uh, it was a little awkward with her mom. Like, I, I really, I, I was kind of flattered by the whole thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, realistically, but uh, but my fiance was was obviously upset. So the the, the relationship was kind of rocky for a little your, bit. Your, now we yeah, your fiance not as flattered. Yeah. So now between me and her mom, it just actually didn't happen. Uh, her dad, like, I think he's used to it. Rough for him, but yeah, couldn't be me. All right, let me talk to her again. All right. Hey, dude. Hey, what's up? Uh, you know, talking to you, listening to my fiance. So let's see. Your mom is a whore and your dad is a simp. Using your words, yes. not mine. Um, yes, they are. Why do you think they're like that? Um, I think they got together um, at a very young age. I think they had a lot of baggage and a lot of a lot of things in common with their baggage. I think there was a lot of um, drugs and alcohol involved. And then I think they ended up having a kid unplanned, a.k.a. me. <laughs> And he just rolled with it. Hmm. Hmm. I gotta say, um, despite all the ups and downs in their relationships, they are always the best of friends, whether they are or aren't together. Well, that's uh, wholesome. <laughs> in a weird way. I don't know if I would fuck my friend's uncle. I, I definitely would not personally, and if I were my dad in that situation, I would leave her. I've told him multiple times, um, you you could probably do better, but it's your choice. How long have they been together for? Oh, gosh. Um, I am not even sure. I think close to 30 years. Coming up 30 on 30 years? Yeah, it's, it's oh been a well. Lot at this of... point, this is—I mean, at this point, it's an open relationship after thirty well, years. Well, the thing is, they—they, um, they, I think there's a lot of confusion in the relationship because I think it's so. My parents—they uh, originally—they met together on a military base. My dad was supposed to be a wingman for one of his friends, and then he got stranded at the bar with my mom. Decided to hit on um my mom and then they she friend zoned him for nine months he finally asked her out but he was switching bases so he told her if she wanted to come with him they had to get married so they dated for like maybe five minutes and then got married wow you would think that would implode after about two seconds but it lasted well i guess it kind of lasted 30 years <laughs> it definitely has imploded a handful of times that's crazy um, that's really crazy. I'm not saying I support it. I definitely don't. But it's not my relationship. Um, not to, and Sorry, I'm looking at the Twitch chat, but some people in the Twitch chat are saying that the dad low key kind of likes it. And I and look, I'm not here to you know. Uh, uh, no, say no, stuff. they used to be swingers actually. Um, so it originally started off as a closed off relationship and that wasn't really working out. So they tried to do an open thing, but then it just kind of turned into a jealousy thing. So then they tried to do it together. And then I guess it just got really awkward and really messy. Um, I remember as a kid, them having like swinger parties and telling all of us kids to go into our rooms. And as a kid, Wait, they had I the swing. They, they had the swinger parties while you were home. Yeah. They just oh, to go to bed. <laughs> Um, I just, I thought they told us all that their friends were probably going to come over and get too drunk or too high to drive home. So they laid out air mattresses everywhere. And, you know, being a kid, I believed that. I I really hope that, uh, you know, I really hope there was never any further situation in your childhood where uh, one of your friends stayed over and so you blew up the air mattress. Um, unfortunately, there has been, and I've thought back on that a lot. <laughs> oh, God. 
Alright, um... So, so you're back with your mom. You guys are cool now. Sort of, kind of? Yeah. Is that where we are? Um, I think we're cool, but there's, like, this awkwardness in our relationship where... It's almost like whenever we see each other, it's almost standoffish in a way. Like, we're just trying to impress each other, but at the same time, we enjoy each other's company. Mm-hmm. Um, what, now, what would she have to... What are the conditions of her continuing to be in your good favor? Um, I told her she has to go to therapy. Um, I want her to go back to work. Um... I just need uh, more consistency in our relationship. Um, I told them that uh, I would like to do piss tests on them if they want to see their granddaughter. Um, and mm. any any visitations with my daughter has to be supervised. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I don't and... want to take um, a, I don't want to take that relationship away from my daughter of the grandparents that's totally i i respect all of those bell all of the all of those criteria i think those are all really great criteria and i think that you're very giving to offer them to your mom right because being as young as i am i've lived through a lot of weird shit and i've learned the best thing you can do is just take the good when it comes and you know be as forgiving as you can Mm -hmm. um given the circumstances Mm -hmm. no no, I think that's I think that's totally big of you because a lot of people I think uh, at the time when the uh, if 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 their mom tried to fuck their fiance and put them through a crazy <coughs> a crazy childhood they'd be out, you know. Um, yeah. So I think for you to be like, hey, you can still be in my life, but you got to piss into a cup for me. I think that's that's uh, n- not only reasonable, but that's that's very very big. So. Um, Oh well, all right. I mean, how's how's it been? I has she kept up with any of this stuff? Um, she still has not joined therapy or gone back to work, but she has to get. Uh, she's like a nurse, for yeah, she's a nurse, and she has to get her license re like recertified or whatever. So she's going through that right now, and she's gonna go back to work. As for therapy. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with that. She seems to have excuses up the ass. Um, but I've been on her about it for a couple of months now. Still hasn't done it. I'm about to lay some, some lines in the sand, you know, some boundaries. Mm-hmm. And how about the the peeing in a cup? Peeing in a cup. Um, my mom's very open-minded to it, um, and she's willing to do it. My dad, on the other hand, he gets very angry anytime I bring it up. And so he has not. Hmm. Well, those are your fucking criteria, man. He's got he's to pee in that cup. Got to accept it as it is. Yeah. He's got to accept it yeah, as it is. Yeah, you got to pee in that cup. <laughs> you got to pee in the cup. No jizzing in the cup. That's not the right stuff. Well, also, when my mom called me about... Um, or, well, called Ben and tried to hit on him that same night. She also told him that she recently had an abortion with my cousin's husband, maybe. Jesus. Yeah. I, I told you. I told you. I told you. There's more. <laughs> How much time you got? I mean, fuck. I don't know. I don't have anything else to do. Yeah. Just... Well, I really do. I really am like, should I call this episode just you telling stories of your mom fucking all of your family members? That's pretty crazy, man. Um, well, 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 good on you. I mean, this is cool. Are you excited about having a child? Oh, yes. Um, I feel like I've always wanted to be a mom. I mean, I definitely didn't plan on having a kid this young. I actually got pregnant very unexpectedly on birth control at 19 um none of us saw it coming but when it happened i couldn't bring myself to board it i just 
I just felt the need to keep her. I felt like it was going to set me straight and on this path of, I don't know, life and growing up and moving on um, from the situation I was in. Um, and it did. So. so you got pregnant while you were on birth control? Yes, the depo really? shot. Really? Yeah. Really? What are the chances of that? Very unlikely. They say one percent. Well, um, um, but I was on um, my doctor. I had an allergic reaction. We don't know what to. My doctor put me on antibiotics, and I guess apparently when you're on antibiotics, that cancels out your birth control. Oh no! Nobody mentioned that to me. Nobody and is, mentioned that to me. And is uh, the guy I was talking to? Is that the the the, the father of the kid? Yes, we've been together for five years now. Well, it worked out. There we go. See, I, you know, here's the thing. I don't know, man. I have all these um, phone. Any people who regularly listen to the podcast know that um, for some reason, uh, fucking 19, 18, 20 year olds having kids and getting married is like a, a big thing that people want to call in and talk about. And from my perspective, I'm always like, that sounds like a terrible idea. But I also <laughs> followed it up with, look, what the fuck do I know about what makes anybody in the world happy, right? Because I'm talking to you right now, and yeah. uh, you seem to be doing pretty well and, and happy. So, you know, good on you, and keep uh, 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 living living life, and um, I hope that your child never dies. Oh, me too. I appreciate that very much. Thank you. I hope he becomes... <laughs> I, hope, and I hope at the age of 100... Uh, no, I hope your child lives into the age of 200 and then becomes a, just a ball of blue light that reminates forever. <laughs> Actually, that sounds painful. She I hope is kid, already a ball you know. of blue light. She's the, the light of our life. That's very nice. Um, yeah. That's a nice that's a nice thing to say about after, after calling your mom a whore. Um, is there anything else? <laughs> That you guys want to say to the people of the computer before we go? Trust your instincts, and if your parents are pieces of shit, they're pieces of shit, but take the good for the bad. Take, take the good for the good and the bad for the bad. We love you, Gag. We love hey, you. Thank you, guys. Yeah, no, fuck the yellow line from Boston. We saw you. The yellow, wait, wait the yellow line, what's the yellow line? Oh, you, oh, yes, I do remember that. Oh, you guys went to my Boston show. <laughs> Yeah. Do you Wait, but you're all the way in Maine. Yeah, but you were all the way in Maine. Yeah, do you remember the guy with food tattoos at all? Probably not. You see with so many food people. tattoos? Yeah. When we no, took I pictures don't. with you, you stopped him and told him that you loved all of his tattoos because he has arm sleeves that are food tattooed themed. Ah, uh, fuck. I'm sure I meant that, but I do not remember it. Fair enough, fair enough. When when you're a celebrity like you. Are you coming back? I'm coming to Boston soon. Um, yeah, of course. Sweet. We're obsessed with you. Sweet. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Don't yeah. bring the baby. Uh, we don't plan on it. We love her, but oh my god, she, oh my god. Maybe bring the mom. Oh, maybe. No, maybe. I mean, we'll, we'll bring whoever the fuck you want. We're very All right. open with her. We let her. <laughs> my family's insanely open with each other, like, mm -hmm. to a disgusting point, so. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, I'm sure she would love to come up on stage and tell all of the family secrets, but uh, that would be probably the length of the whole show. Um, <laughs> thank you guys very much. I wish you both a happy life and universe, and uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank we you. love you, Gek. We love you. Bye, guys. Gek bless. Bye. Hey, folks. This is Lyle. I am very excited to announce that I am going back on tour in 2024 to do Therapy Gecko Live all across the country. If you've never been to one of my live shows before, they're basically like giant group gecko therapy sessions where people from the audience come on stage to talk to a gecko about whatever they want, just like we do right here on the podcast. Plus, I mix in a few stories and presentations and little tidbits from my own life. 
Tickets are available right now at therapygeckotour.com, or you can find the link in the episode description. I'm announcing many more cities in the second half of the year, but right now, tickets are on sale for Phoenix, Arizona, Louisville, Kentucky, St. Louis, Missouri, Orlando, Florida, Tampa, Florida, Miami, Florida, Boston, Massachusetts, Denver, Colorado, Syracuse, New York, Albany, New York, Hartford, Connecticut, Nashville, Tennessee, Huntsville, Alabama, Chicago, Illinois, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, San Jose, California, San Francisco, California, Portland, Oregon, and Seattle, Washington. And you can get tickets for all of those cities at therapygeckotour.com. If you didn't hear me say your city, you can still go to the link and hit the RSVP button to get notified for when I do come to your city in the second half of the year. This is my third tour so far, and I think it's going to be sick. So I hope to see you there. Thanks. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by funlove.com. Oh yeah. That's right. We have finally gotten a coveted sex toy marketplace sponsorship. And boy, does this place have it all. Funlove.com is your place to go for vibrators, lingerie, BDSM bondage stuff if you're into that, penis pumps, cock rings, chastity belts. Go crazy, folks. Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. And for a limited time, Therapy Gecko listeners can save 30% off their first order by entering the code GECKO at checkout. Go to funlove.com and use the code GECKO at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today and make a horny purchase. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by Prize Picks. Football season may be over, but the action on the basketball court is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. Personally, Prize Picks graciously set me up with an account for myself. I made some picks for the NBA, and I did make a little extra money, which I, of course, put safely away in a high interest savings account. Just kidding, I used it to buy candy. And you can get extra candy money too. Download the Prize Picks app today and use the code GECKO for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's the code GECKO for a first deposit match of up to $100. Pick more, pick less, it's that easy. Hello? Hey, what's up? What's going on? You have a child? I hear a child in the background. I do have a child, which is also, you know, factors into the problem I'm having. Tell me about the problem you're having. So, you know, like in my text, I robbed the Dairy Queen 10 years ago. I went to jail for a little bit for whatever, you know. Fast forward now, you know, I have a job, decent thing. But I need more money to, you know, support my family. And I went to ask for a raise the other day. And lo and behold, they told me that I guess I'm not doing my job very good. And they can't give me a raise. Even though, you know, in my mind, I'm doing a great job. So, very confused. But now, I'm just, you know, I don't know what to do. Do I look for a new job or... Do I just stick it out here? Because it's hard to find a job with with a felony that pays decent. So did I'm a little job, bit lost. And did the job deny you a raise because you robbed the Dairy Queen? No, no. They, they knew about my felony when they hired mm-hmm. me. And they said, you know, that they give people second chances, but... I've been the manager at this at the grocery store now for two and a half years, mm-hmm. and I just feel like I deserve a raise. I'm doing a good job, but 
they don't want to give me one. I got my family to support. So I feel like there's sure definitely gonna. I feel like there's definitely gonna be a mission in Grand Theft Auto Six where you rob a Dairy Queen, and then everyone's gonna start thinking that that's cool, and it'll probably be easier for you to get a job then. That's true. Um, I, could, I could see that. I uh, before we get into your problem, I, I do have a couple questions. Um, yeah, of course. Well, how old are you? I'm 28. Okay. Oh, so you're 18. Yeah, I was. I was 18, and when I did it, I was on probation for a battery charge. Ah, so okay. It just wasn't good. <laughs> I really. I just have to ask, and I know that for a lot of things, and I have things like this in my life that I just can't explain why my brain was at a place at that time. Um, why a Dairy Queen? Because how much money... There's got to be less than $2,000 in existing in total in any given Dairy Queen in the United States. Yeah. So, it all started when one of my friends, he was going to throw this party and he needed money. You know, we needed money for some, you know, drugs and alcohol and everything. So this party. And this other guy was like, hey, I used to work at the Dairy Queen. And I know when they take, you know, the money bags to the to the bank. So, you know, we waited outside. And then, I don't know, it's probably around like 8 o'clock at night, you know. Dude was walking to his car at the money bags. And we jumped out and I ripped him out of his hand and we started running and you know normally you would think someone would just it was a small town you know so you know i would just normally think that someone would just call the cops you know and just report what happened but this fucker he followed us while he's on the phone with the cops so we're running and he's following us and we split up but I ended up getting away. I never got to see how much money we got because I got arrested the next day. But it was—I heard it was like less than five hundred. So it really was worth it. Oh, obviously not. But even if we got away, it really wouldn't have been worth it. But it was all for you know for a party. That's pretty much why. Mm. Was there a? Uh, uh, how did you jump him? Was there like a weapon involved? No, so originally I was like, well, yeah, let's just knock this guy out, you know. But my friend was like, no, like don't, because he, he he knew this guy that we were robbing that worked there, and so he didn't want him to get hurt. So whatever, so we just kind of hopped out. I'm not even lying. This is this is crazy. So we hop out, and there's you know me and the guy I'm robbing with, and the whatever the guy's name was that was working there. We like we had masks on and stuff, but we're all looking at each other, right? And he looks at the guy I'm with and he says he says his name, he's like, David? So I'm like, what the fuck? What are we doing? I didn't know what was happening. We're just standing there. So then I just kinda ran up and just snatched him out of his hands and then that's when we started running. So it's from the start it went terrible. Mm. But I was like, we're committed. We're already here. Can't just be like, oh, it was a prank. So, um, well, you know what's kind of cool is I feel you could actually, if you wanted to, you could rewrite the story. When you know, like in the interviews, when they like, oh, we'll say like, hey, I noticed you had a felony here. What's up? You could say that you, you just really wanted ice cream, and you were, uh, <laughs> you you robbed them for big drums of mint chocolate chip. And that might be a little bit quirky. It's true. I had everyone texting me. They were like, I could have just bought you a blizzard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, I definitely, yeah, it wasn't my best. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So, I mean, throughout your life, have you encountered any times where this felony has uh, impeded you from doing anything? Oh, yeah. 100%. I know one time me... And my wife, like in 2017, I believe, we tried to move to uh, to Seattle from the Midwest. And I called, shit you not, probably about 60 places 
to try to find an apartment and every single one denied me because of my felony mm. and it comes to jobs oh yeah they just see that felony and they're like man this guy's a piece of shit mm-hmm. even though it was 10 years ago mm-hmm. but what can mm-hmm. i do hmm well, and so that happens whenever they run your like your social security and whatnot yeah, when they do have background checks, they just. Uh, now, when you Google, when you Google around, when you Google around, what do you what do you find on how you can uh, uh, get that expunged? So, in Wisconsin, you can only get it expunged if it's like pretty much requested at the time of your court. And I had a public defender, and so he, well, he was terrible, and I didn't know any of this stuff until afterwards, but, and so that never happened. Um, So the only way I can actually get it expunged now is if I send, like, pardon paperwork to the governor, and he decides he wants to expunge my felony. The only way the, like, the fucking governor of Wisconsin has to expunge this personally. Yep, that's the only way I can get it expunged. And I have the paperwork ninety nine percent completed. All I have to do is the job history, and it's been that way for about a year now. And I just, for whatever reason, I just haven't done it. I don't know. Why. Wait a minute. So, is getting pardoned by the governor is that like uh, is that a crazy like Simpsons thing, or is that like a real thing you can do? No, that's a real thing. Yeah, okay. and I'm, I like got eligible for able to like request it like two years ago. It has to be like a certain amount of time go by since you've committed your felony. Okay, all right. So why don't you do it? What's so, stopping I mean, you from doing it? I'll be honest. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just nervous to get shot down again. I don't know. <laughs> but I really probably should, especially since I have a kid. But. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what? So you're just afraid that it'll get, that your request will get shot down? Uh, I don't know. It's something like that. Yeah, just that you know, I'm just always gonna be thought of as oh, this guy's a piece of shit. But I don't know. I should do it. You why should not? do what it. Do I, I don't see why you. I don't see why you wouldn't. Yeah, I got nothing to lose, really. Except I don't, I don't know how it works. Like, if I get denied, if I have to wait then a certain amount of time to try again. But I don't know, dude. I think I you, maybe you got to go get some. You got to get the. Uh, you got to get some dirt on the governor of Wisconsin. You you control F the Epstein <laughs> flight list for his name. You find that you're getting that expunged immediately. That's 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 true. That's true. Um, because I mean, he is kind of creepy when you look at him. The governor of Wisconsin. Yeah, I mean, you could probably you, you could probably stake out him uh, doing some shady shit. Oh yeah, he he looks like he'd definitely be on that flight list. Um, but well, let me think. Uh, how old's your kid? Two. Okay, he's two. So um, you know, I feel like I have a good case here. You know, I haven't been in trouble in ten years. I got a two year old. I got a wife. I got a, you know. A decent paying job, you know. Maybe the governor would be like, yeah, that's enough. You've paid for every ice cream cone you've consumed in the past 10 years, like <laughs> a law-abiding a citizen. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, man, I just do it. I don't, know what, I, I don't know, man. I'm not, I'm, not in, I'm not in your brain. I don't know what's holding you back, if it's a fear of rejection. But, like, you got a fucking kid and a wife and a whole thing. Yeah. You know? what, what, do you, what, do you, what do you What do you? got to lose sure. from sending in this paperwork? You know, it's not like they... They're not going to arrest you again. Oh, true. And man, they're not going like, to put your face up outside of every um, Dairy Queen in Wisconsin. So funny enough, dude, that Dairy Queen, it mm-hmm. got it shut down about two months after we robbed it, and they got torn down. Damn! <laughs> you, sc- like you scared I off that. the Dairy Queen. <laughs> I you scared you scared Dairy Queen out of town. That's pretty fun. Um, I know, but dude, yeah, I got so much shit for it in jail by the other inmates. And they how long were you? What kind of shit did you get for it? So, so originally, it was I got charged with strong arm robbery. 
they got dropped down to a theft from a person or a corpse. I don't know why they have to have corpse on there. It's not like he was dead, but whatever. So they gave me they gave me eight months in jail and then two and a half years probation. And they, I mean, they just kind of, you know, it's called me dumb shit, like, you know, like the DQ bandit and just gave me other crap about ice cream stuff. But, um, you know, I saw a lot of interesting things in there. <laughs> yeah, like what? So, I don't know if you've ever seen, oh man, that guy must have been about six foot five. And there was probably about a five foot six guy, and he tried to fight him, and it was pretty funny. He jumped up as high as he could, and he swung, and it still only hit this guy in the chest. And it was just like one of the funniest things I've ever seen. But no, I saw a couple fights in there. They're pretty interesting. The, the guards never ran in to stop it. I think they were probably betting on who would win, if I had to guess. Of um, all the ice cream related uh, nicknames that you received, do you remember any where you were like, all right, that's pretty good? No, not really. I mean, I'll be honest. My memory kind of kind of sucks, but just really just the DQ bandit is what they'd call me. Mm-hmm. And um, so you were in there for eight months. Did you go crazy at all? I mean, eight months is, is a fairly long no, time. No, so... So the first two months I was on the jail side waiting, like, you know, to see what would happen to me. And every inmate was like, oh, yeah, you're going to prison. You're, you're on probation for battery charge and you just committed a felony. You're going to prison. So I was like, well, shit, I'm going to prison. So I was just trying to, like, prepare myself. And then when the time came, they, they just got that sentence. And then they moved me over to the Huber side for six months. And, you know, the cells on the Huber side, there's, like total it can be like eight people in there and i had six people in there with me and i got out for work release so that was kind of fun i worked at a casino ended up getting fired from that because i uh yeah in the kitchen i got fired from that because i was uh other inmates who worked at the casino i was uh sneaking their sandwiches for free and they found out Uh, so i got fired all right that's not that bad as long as you weren't sneaking them ice cream cones, then you definitely, then you would be like, "All right, I'm the fucking ice cream bandit." Oh yeah. And I know one time they wanted me to sneak some chewing tobacco back, and I wasn't gonna do it. So they had to have someone. Cause I'm not sticking anything up there, you know. So they had uh, they had this other guy in there bring it back. And I gotta say, it's one of the funniest things, man. We're sitting in that room, and the dude comes back. And he goes into the bathroom. He's in there for a while. He comes back and he's freaking out. He's like, dude, it won't come out. It won't come out. It's stuck. What do I do? What do I do? And we're all just laughing. And we're all like, dude, you got to get it out. He's like a pencil. I don't know. Stick it up there. Fish it out. And he almost started crying. He's like, well, what if it breaks and it all absorbs up my ass? He's like, I'm going to die. And dude, it was it was hilarious. He was he was freaking out so bad. Just a fun jail story. Can you, you know? die from a plastic fork in your asshole? Well, dude, well, he had like two tins up his ass. Like, two in, tins in a, in a of chewing tobacco. Yes, and yeah, that guy's got a giant asshole. Oh my god, how big were these tins? <laughs> I mean, I don't chew, so I don't know how much you know tobacco is in a tin. But yeah, he had two mm-hmm. tins up there. Mm-hmm. So, probably not his first time doing that. That'll give you quite the nicotine buzz. Oh yeah, can imagine. Well. Um, what's your name again, man? It's Craig. Craig. Craig, so you have a kid now. Yeah. That's cool. You got, you know, pull up, I hope you, I, I truly, man, I wish that you fill out the form because, um, I know it's easy to, uh, you know, be pessimistic and go, ah, this is never going to work. Why even try? But I mean, if the form's 99% filled out, you might as well. Well, right. And, like, at first, it was, like, you know, as dumb as it sounds, it was kind of cool having a felony. I was like, I got a felony. <laughs> my wife, my, and, you know, my wife said that when she, like, we, we met each other at work, and I was, like, a fry cook. And she said when she heard that I was a felon, made her pussy wet. So, 
<laughs> well, there we go. It, it, it counted for something. It did. It, it, yeah. You know. And hey, if you're lucky, maybe yeah. it will make the governor of Wisconsin's pussy wet, too. <laughs> Craig, is there anything else you want to say to the people of the computer before we go? No, man. I, I appreciate everything. All the, the advice. I'm going to go fill that form out. I'm going to do it. Good. Please do. Let me know how it goes. Yeah, I will, man. Have a good night. Take care. Maybe I should put... Uh, Maybe I should put that on my dating app profiles so that I'm a convicted felon. Maybe that'll that'll up some of the matches. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, folks, this episode is sponsored by Factor Meals. I'm actually a huge fan of Factor, and it's been a large part of my weight loss journey this year. I've been using them before they sponsored the podcast, and their service is great. I hate cooking so much, and Factor makes it very easy to eat healthy, delicious food that I can whip up in the microwave or the air fryer. I'm a big fan of Factor classics such as the shredded chicken taco bowl, the Indian butter chicken, and who could forget the creamy tomato pork chop. I've been trying to count calories and lose weight and all that stuff, and Factor makes it very easy because the calorie counts and the macros are listed right on the box. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Head to factormeals.com slash gecko50 and use the code gecko50 to get 50% off. That's code gecko50 at factormeals.com slash gecko50 for 50% off. Hello. Hi there. Hey, is this the therapy gecko thing? Yes, is this Sydney? Yes, Cindy. What's going on, Sydney? What do you want to talk about? Um, well, I have a lot of anxiety over this like plastic surgery thing I scheduled, and it's been really hard to find a job, and I had I already rescheduled it once, and I low-key can't afford it. But I think I'm just going to do it anyways. Um, and you texted me and you said, um, I have a plastic surgery appointment in two weeks <laughs> and I can't afford it, but I'm going to have to do it anyway. And I'm freaking out. LOL. I'm ready to go yeah. into debt to feel sexy. Yeah, pretty much. Can I ask you what the surgery is? Um, yeah, it's a it's a eye, eyelid surgery of a condition called ptosis, where one eyelid is droopier than the other. Um, it's not that noticeable, like, but if I take a picture or something, or even my ID, you can see one eye is lower than the other eye, mm-hmm. and you have to fix both eyelids to make it even. It is like an insecurity that I have. Can I ask you how much the surgery is? $5,000. Okay. And um, do you have like literally zero money right now? Uh, pretty much, yeah. Uh, I live with my mom, so I don't have to worry about rent or food like that. But uh, I've been out of a mm-hmm. job for a while. But I do have $6,000 in credit. $6,000 so. in credit. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Now... Why do you feel like you want to, as you say, go into debt to feel sexy? Um, just because I've always wanted to get the surgery done, and I found like a good plastic surgery surgeon in Chicago. And um, I just thought, if I don't do it now, I'm just never going to get it done. Like if I just cancel it straight up, I'm just never going to get it done. I feel like. What makes you think that? Um, cause I don't know. I just, I feel like it's a now or never situation. It's probably not, but like, that's just how my brain makes it feel. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like I'm just going to end up 
just going through with it anyway and then just work really hard on like jobs I didn't want to take and then just pay it off over time. It's sounding to, and I, I, it's sounding to be like this is the wrong time to do it. You know, I mean, you said now or never. You you are yeah. you are clinging to the idea that you have to do it now when you are in li- just a p- terrible position for it. And I guess I don't yeah. know why you are clinging to that idea. Mm. I don't know. I'm not really known for making good decisions like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. I just it's just like a self conscious thing. Like no one else really cares about it, like except for me. Like it's just a me thing. Mm-hmm. Um, did you put a deposit down already? Yeah, I did. Okay. So I mean, so you're doing the I surgery? Pay, yeah, I technically have to pay. What is it? Four? Well, less than four. I forgot how much I put down, but it is less than four. But it is still pretty high up there. Okay. Well, all right. So I mean, so I mean, listen. There's nothing at this point I'm I'm going to say to you that will influence uh, the outcome because you have already put down a deposit on this surgery. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So are we? Are we? Are we just deciding if we've made the right decision so we can uh, analyze our decisions better in the future? I guess so. Yeah. Okay, walk me through how you are feeling. Um, I'm feeling dumb. Feeling nervous. Uh, lots of anxiety. About what? Uh, having to work the jobs, my... paying off the debt. Yeah, about like me having to go through like probably working two jobs. Is there any way you can get this deposit back? Or is that kind of, I guess, the point of a deposit? Nah. I'm going to have to lose it. Okay. Well, um, how old are you? 25. Okay. I mean, uh, look, everybody has at least one very uh, questionable financial decision to talk about in their lives. Um, yeah. I don't know if I talked about this before, but I once uh, I once met a guy at a hostel who uh, told me that he would get me started in real estate if I gave him fifteen hundred dollars in cash, and I did. Oh no! Uh, because um, and he left the hostel, but his shoes were still there. Like he left his shoes in the room, so I was like. Well, he's probably, I mean, there's no way he just took my money and left. He's got to come back for these shoes. And he did not come back for the shoes. Um, so, I mean, look, everyone has at least one uh, uh, dumb money story. But, uh, yeah. I mean, look, you'll work off the debt. You'll get yourself back to zero. And uh, things will be okay. You know, you're not, uh, you don't have kids to feed. You don't no, have, um, thank God, no. You have college debt. Do you have any other debt? Um, I actually do have college debt, but I haven't paid it at all, and nothing's bad happened yet. And my credit score is still seven fifty. So, I really do feel like this is like the Dave Ramsey show sometimes. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. Well, where are you going to work these two jobs? Um, I didn't want to go back to fast food just because. Uh. I have a, I have autism, so it makes. I can force myself to work like jobs that are overstimulating, but like, it just really sucks and it's bad for my mental health. So I'm just gonna have mm-hmm. to force myself to go back to fast food. Mm-hmm. What about or like back to the warehouse? I did work warehouse jobs. Could you, could you day trade Bitcoin? What what are some jobs you could do? Like, could you? You ever, you ever do? You ever, fl- you ever flip mugs on eBay? There's all sorts of things you can do for money. I I do sell some some of my collections. Um, I do sell some of my uh, some stuff that like overcrowd my room. I have like a big Hello Kitty collection. 
mm-hmm. and uh, other anime stuff. I do resell every once in a while. Um, well, Cindy, um, I hope you enjoy your new eyelid. That's 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 what I want. That's what I want. Here's the thing: if you're gonna pay five thousand dollars for an eyelid, don't feel like you did it already, right? So I mean, look, if don't feel dumb and stupid about it, because then it's like, well, you paid five thousand dollars for the eyelid. Fucking enjoy the eyelid that you paid for, because you're feeling dumb and stupid about it. Is is like is the dumb option, right? Because you've already that's paid true, the yeah. money. Just enjoy your I, island. I, I mean, I mean, if I were look, listen, if I were you, um, and I get it, everybody has has you know uh, uh, self consciousnesses and, and insecurities that 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 feel nice to fix. But um, you know, if I were you, I probably wouldn't do something like this again in the future. But enjoy your fucking eyelids. You know, don't don't feel bad about it. You got the eyelids. Get, uh, get them. Walk walk out of that. Operating table, happy as day. You got your new eyelids. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, Cindy, is there anything else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go? Um, definitely be smarter about your money choices. And um, don't be like me. <laughs> That's all I got to say. All right. You take care, Cindy. All right. Thank you. Love you. Bye. I once bought um, a year of Brazzers for like, um, I don't know, a hundred plus something dollars. And then I found out there's all this porn on the internet for free. Imagine how dumb I felt. Jack? Hello? Hey, what's going on? Not much, man. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good too. You sound crazy on the uh, some a lot. Most people sound far away. You sound too close. Should I back up? Yeah, back up a little bit. What are you? Are you what are okay. you? What are you on? A cell phone, like I would imagine most people. All right. Yeah, Matt. What's going on? How's life? Uh, life's doing good. Uh, I got my dog right here, uh, watching some therapy gecko, enjoying a day off. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, what do you want to talk about today, Matt? Uh, well, it's kind of a crazy story. So I wanted to talk about your show in Chicago and what was going on while I was there. Um, so basically, long story short, is I got on antidepressants just before your show and kind of went a little manic for a while. I was dating this girl at the time, and I ended up cheating on her, I think, right before your show. Um and the show went so good that we actually, I couldn't do it. Like, I had to, like, stay together with her. I was going to break up with her. We ended up staying together for, like, another month. Okay, you, you wait, you cheated on your girlfriend, and then my show was so good that it made you stay with her? We had such a fantastic date. We were discussing breaking up um, all throughout, like, the past couple weeks. Uh, you know, it was a really hard couple weeks. Uh, then we decided, like, okay, one more date. We already had these tickets, or I already had the tickets. Uh, so I said, you know, come with me, and we'll see how it goes, and then we'll decide afterwards. And it was such a good date. We got some uh, ramen right across the street, and uh, I think you were at Lincoln Lodge, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so did, she, did, 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 did she know that you cheated on her? I was going to break up with her the day of or the day after or whatever. Um, But the antidepressants just really fucked with me. And either it was you had a really good show and I wanted to like stay together or. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. minute. (laughs) Does she she know that you cheated on her? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So this was your show was about April or something. And then (laughs) I don't know why. I don't know why you keep needing my show to answer this question. It was such a good show. <laughs> I, Matt, does she know that you cheated on her? Yeah, yeah. So we've broken up. I came clean and uh, I told her everything, trying to start new. And obviously that didn't go well. So I'm sitting here single with my dog. Wait, I guess you guys aren't together. No, no. She's my ex now. 
Okay, I'm gonna, let me try to understand this. You cheat on her. Yeah. And then you guys go to my show. Yep. And then you tell her that you cheated on her. Uh, like two weeks later. We took a little bit of a break. Like, after the show, we decided, like, okay, let's take some break, like, some time apart. Uh, when we were supposed to meet up the day after the break ended, I decided to tell her and come clean. And that was, like, a month after it happened? Uh, probably, like, two, three weeks. Okay. I don't... I don't... I guess I don't know... Well, I mean, thanks for the kind words about the show, but I don't know what if it has anything at all to do with your relationship, unfortunately. I thought this was going to be a story of... I thought I thought I was going to start having to advertise my show as, hey, if you cheated on your girlfriend, just buy her tickets to Therapy Gecko and she'll forgive you. But that does not sound it was, like it is what happened. Our relationship was teetering, and, you know, I shouldn't have done what I did. Um, and then the show was just so good that we... I decided to like give it a chance, but I think the main story was, I don't know if you have anybody here like on antidepressants or anything, but I went crazy for like two, three weeks. Um, I was really out there. I think they call it like a manic state and I was just absolutely wired for two weeks. What, what are you doing now? What am I doing now? I got off the pills working on, myself outside of the pills going to therapy not just geckos but you know human therapy um and yeah just trying to do it naturally well that's good yeah the antidepressants for about two weeks i didn't sleep maybe a couple hours i was barely eating it was absolutely crazy and that's when that all happened so i kind of convinced myself for a while that it happened in that manic state because of the pills. But after all this time, after, you know, eight months, whatever it's been, I've kind of admitted now you just, you did it. Was it taking you a long time to admit that you cheated on your girlfriend? It has taken me a long time to like seek forgiveness for myself. So we haven't talked since I told her. Um, and that's like the really hard part is if she would have forgiven me, I would have been able to forgive myself. But when it's just me, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot harder to forgive yourself when there's no, I guess, outside source of forgiveness. I'm still not even a hundred percent there. Um, how long did you say it's been since you talked to her? Eight months or so. Oh, well, well, Matt, I, I don't know, man. I, 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 I'm look. I'm glad that you're taking pills. Well, you're not. Are you taking pills? Or you're not. No, I'm pills? not taking pills. This okay. is a warning against the pills. So oh, I actually okay. got them off the um, the erectile dysfunction website. Hims. Oh Jesus! All right, don't take know, any yeah. fucking pills. Don't take any pills that you get from a Pornhub ad. I know, and I I was like, you know, maybe I'll just try them out before I actually go get diagnosed or whatever. And, man, I was wired. Um, and because <laughs> I got them from HIMSS, I couldn't, like, talk to a doctor and say, like, hey, I'm feeling this Wait. way. I just so, Matt, you're telling it. me that you bought Adderall off of Pornhub that was so good it made you cheat on your girlfriend? Is it Adderall? I don't know what it was, but man, I was like, everything made me happy for like two weeks, three weeks, whatever it was. Yeah, I would describe it like being tickled. Like everything made me happy, but it was also kind of torture. Well, I'm coming back to Chicago in, uh, I think, May. I know, yeah. If you have any other relationships that you need to mend. Yeah, no, I'll be there hopefully with somebody that I don't cheat on. Well, uh, I would like to be the first one to remind you that that is within your control. Yes, it is. Is there anything else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go, Matt? Uh, Don't get antidepressants from boner websites.
Take care, man. All right. Thank you. Maybe I should start my own line of gecko boner pills. Okay, let me think. Lizard. Ereptile. Ereptile enhancers. Reptile erection enhancers. Reptile erection enhancers. Yeah, let's go with that. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost.